This is Greg. And this is Big Talk with Chris and Greg. How are you guys doing out there? All right. Nation. Bring it on, nation. Glad to have you back with us heck again. Yeah. Yo, heck yeah, man. Thank you, everyone listening in all yeah. countries. In all countries across this beautiful, beautiful planet called Earth. Earth. <laughs> We got them all over the place. Third rock from the sun. Third rock from the sun. You got to play a little Motorhead playing some of the some of the games entrance music. I love yeah. it, dude. Loving it, man. I love entrance music. Definitely can define a wrestler. For oh, sure. definitely, bro. You want to get someone pumped? You want to get someone excited when I you hear love that? It. I when love you hear it. the music hit, dude. It works. There, there. I want to say there's more positive than negatives on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you hear some of the music. Oh shit! It's it's him. It's it's her. It's oh my god! It's them. Yeah, yeah. it works. Definitely, definitely. Um, elimination chamber coming up on the nineteenth. Correct. Up on uh, this weekend. So we decided that you know we're going to talk about uh, elimination chamber. The first pay per view wasn't the first. Elimination Chamber match. Correct. It was definitely the first Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Yeah, um, so uh, 2010, the first pay-per-view happened from Elimination Chamber. Um, to be honest, uh, when I was doing my homework with Chris, I kind of told him that the first one was this pay-per-view. But when I got in, in depth in, in my homework, I noticed that uh, I was wrong. <laughs> and they had about six, or this was the six. Yeah, they had about five before. This was, yeah. Um, uh, this pay per view happened, and I was like, "Shit, I told Chris the wrong thing." But when <clears throat> we were going, when I was doing my homework on it, dude, to be honest, it brought back me a lot of memories. It brought back, it brought so many fun, exciting um, stuff that I loved it. So uh, it was actually great. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the Elimination Chamber from 2010. It took place on February 21st in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, at the Scott trade center total of seven matches on the pay-per-view one dark match the dark match was christian defeating uh, ezekiel jackson oh, okay cool in a singles match um but you know we can roll right into uh i guess well hold on a second like yeah I, hold on like i always forget um this is big talk with chris and greg man this is right. the biggest pay the biggest Podcast almost said pay per view. That it's hey, we could get that big. You never know. Yes, this is the biggest podcast in North Hollywood, California. All right, number one. We are number one. Number one, dude. Uh, you guys want to get a hold of us? Hey, Big Talk CG dot podcast. That's where you can get a hold of us on Instagram. Big Talk CG on Twitter. Big Talk CG at gmail dot com. Keep that twelve year old employed. She, I don't know, dude. She, she, Keep her in play. I think we're going to lay her off. No, I'm not ready yet. 
You're not ready? I'm not ready. All right. We can find something. She can mop the floors in the <laughs> studio. I mean, this go. studio we built, you guys don't understand, dude. The studio we built just for this, just for you, just for the nation is immaculate, and it, it doesn't get any better. This, this is top of the line. So did we build this studio? We built this studio in rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the beginning and end of Greg's singing career. In one moment. I don't know, man. American Idol's going to give me a call. Have you ever done karaoke? Yes, of course. Especially I've some never seen Jägermeister as, dude, in me. As long as we've been friends, we've never done karaoke together. Oh, we gotta I'm go not to, saying at the same we gotta time. we got to go down like, to, to K-Town and do some karaoke. Are you ready? Why, why in K-Town? Because that's, that's, the, that's the best place. But then you get, the, what are you talking about? Like the, the where you uh, rent your own private area? Correct. Private you rent, you no, rent a room. Do, I want to go and do it at a bar in front of like 70 people I don't know. Fine. Fine. Can we take footage and, and put it up for the nation? Sure. If that could, ever we, happens, we can, guys, we're going to put it up. We can definitely do it, man. You know, but there's going to be a lot of Jägermeister and me. What song do you, do you have a go-to? Oh, yeah, dude. Um, um. The Escape Song. The Escape Song. Or Tush by ZZ Top. ZZ Top. <laughs> I have um, two songs that I've always been my go-to. My first song that I love to do is What I Like About You by The Romantics. Oh. And Kiss by Prince. Wow. I got to see that one, dude. <laughs> I love And I'm more of a person like I know I cannot sing. So I'm more about entertainment value, so I get off on that. <laughs> like, I can get all right. You you don't sing, Chris, but you were good. All right. So I all get right. I can get away with that. Um, all right. So we're off the subject, but doing that interesting music kicks ass. Everybody loves wrestlers with entrance music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All oh, right. I forgot my surprise. What is it? So uh, I went to the Super Bowl last weekend. Anyway, so what is so? Let's go ahead and go. To the first match of the pay-per-view was the Elimination Chamber. What? Say that again. I went to the Super Bowl. So anyways. How'd you go to the Super Bowl? I got, I got a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. Uh, it One was a, ticket. You know you know, we're a couple, right? I, it's uh, two. I, two. I Unless to, you're taking your wife because then I'll I totally to step, yeah, I'll step behind. I had to take the wife. Not oh. that I had to. No. I'll... Actually, the wife took me. Okay. I guess okay, if you look a... at it in that kind of a way. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. We're, we're just, we'll just leave it at that. Um, it was it was a great show. Did um, you wear our shirt at least? Oh, yeah, I wore my Seahawks jersey. I'm a Seahawks fan. I wore you my... son of a gun. That's not what but I meant. I, but man. I wore the Big Talk with Chris and Greg t-shirt. I was on the Jumbotron. Ooh, they okay. have the biggest uh, LED television. That's what I want to hear. And I was on it. That's and, what I uh, Everybody saw. So we're gonna we're gonna blow up. Did now. anybody scan your QR code in the back? Yeah, multiple. Yeah, I, I made them do it. I made them. That's it. what I want to hear. I, I love did. it. I love it. And uh, it was great. Did I tell you I hate but, you? Uh, I know, but uh, you love me at the same time. Uh, so let's talk about it. Elimination Chamber. Got it. The lead up. To you know, you got the Royal Rumble, where if you yes. win the Rumble, you go ahead and uh, get to challenge whatever title you want to 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 uh, at WrestleMania to headline. Then they got then now they have the Elimination Chamber. If you've never seen this match, I I got to be honest with you guys, I've never ever been a fan of the Elimination Chamber match. 
I think the contraption is too big. I don't like the fact that it's you, you as a fan in the crowd, you can't see what's going on inside. Uh, but okay. I said, Greg, you want to do it on this? And he, he didn't make me, but he was like, let's just do it on that. Cause it's coming up. Okay, let's do it. I'm fine. I will tell you this though. I was actually surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I did Got enjoy it. it. So, um, I give Greg a little credit on that for kind of, you know, saying, Hey, we're going to do the show on that. So the first match was, or do you want to go over how the match go over, uh, how the match goes, like the elimination chamber, how, how it's set up. Well, it's definitely, a, uh, I don't want to say a cage, but it's definitely, uh, well, it is a cage. It's like a, a Thunderdome. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a Thunderdome around a cage or built over a cage. Um, and it, it's just a monstrosity. What is it? Sixteen tons of steel over yeah, it. They so say like, it's like two miles of, of, of chain, s- chain and stuff like that. Um, so on this one, there is two main event matches. The, the the first one that started off is Raw's WWE Championship. Well, um, I meant like, how does the Elimination Chamber match itself? Oh, okay. Work? So That's it, kind of it, more it, what I meant. It works out with six six competitors. Go in there. Uh, four of them are in pods. Two of them start the match. Every five minutes, another uh, competitor comes out. So if the first two last five minutes, a third one person comes in and so on and so on. If someone gets pinned or submission, they're out of the match. Uh, that's how it kind of goes yeah. until there's one person who's the winner. And that's you know, kind of, you know, the, I never really watched one, to be honest with you, because I kind of thought they were sounded kind of lame because – I never had it like explained to me like this is exactly what happens. And so the first time I ever watched it, I was like, oh, so, you know, basically exactly what Greg said. You have six competitors. Four of them are in pods. These little like plexiglass pods that yeah. are behind each corner post. And then there's two people that start the match. If at any time anybody is pinned or submits while they're in the ring, they're eliminated. The last man standing wins that title that they're wrestling for. But dude, this monstrosity, it's not just like a cage around a ring. They like outside each side is like metal. Yeah. So it's like they extend the outside of the ring, like seven, eight feet. So if you get, if you get thrown out of the ring, you fall on metal. Correct. And there's a it's lot not of thrown out of the ring and yes. gone onto the floor. You're thrown into metal. And then there's metal Chains, chains there's a cage there's the pods themselves yeah uh, it's actually kind of cool how they've used some of uh, the cage as, as a weapon itself uh, so now that we've said that so there were actually in this first the first elimination chamber pay-per-view correct which is the one we're going to talk about and uh, in my research i actually found out that it was called elimination chamber everywhere except for one country oh germany Wow! Because they didn't want to associate the name the chamber, chamber okay. with anything from their past. Wow! So it was still called No Way Out, Got which it. was normally what that pay per view had been for like whatever many years. The one that was in between uh, Royal Rumble and and WrestleMania. And WrestleMania. Wow, man! How yeah. did you know that Germany? You said yeah, no. only in Germany it was still called No Way Out. Wow, that's wild! That's wild, dude. No, nah, dude. I mean, it's... And I take it as still today, right? So if they... I don't know. Okay. But in that year, it was. 
Got it. Um, I didn't look anything past that if it was still being called No Way Out. Yeah. It may be. I would figure that because they probably don't want to say that kind of stuff. So, um, anyways. Uh, but they uh, still get the commentary, the elimination chamber, the chamber. I mean, they still commentate that way. Um, so, anyways, so like Greg was saying, there were two actual elimination chamber matches. Go ahead and talk about the first on one. On this one. So, the first one is from Raw, which is the WWE Championship. Um and there were six guys on it. Sheamus was the champion, the defending champion at the time. His competitors were uh, Triple H, uh, Ted DiBiase. Now, I'm going to say Ted DiBiase Jr. because Ted DiBiase to me is the million dollars man. That's correct. So Ted DiBiase Jr., Randy Orton, which was – that was his hometown, St. Louis. Yep. Um, he got a huge pop when oh, he came out shit, too. Huge. Uh, John Cena, who was the first competitor out. And, yes, he had a good pop too. And then Kofi Kingston. Uh, was on that he one. Got a, he got a pretty good reaction as well. <clears throat> you know what? At the time, I don't. I didn't think Kofi was as big as he got, but I thought he had a good pop on for for being, you know, sing, good singers singles wrestler. Yeah, you know, it, this was one of those matches though that when I first saw who was going to be in it, I was like, okay, um, one of these three is going to win. You know, I, I, I basically, who did you think? Um, I thought it was going to be Cena. Triple H or Randy Orton. I thought Sheamus was going to lose his title. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. They're not going to keep having this guy carry it. I mean, he was fairly new to the company at that time. Yeah. And That's why I didn't like him as champion. Yeah. That's why, to me, he didn't I never, earn that champion yet. He should have had maybe the Intercontinental or the U.S. belt or something like that at the time, and he got the champion. I wasn't happy. And remember, this is 2010, so this is, what, 12 years ago? So my memory was like... Damn, I remember that, but I wasn't thinking Sheamus was all that. But now that I think about it, he was a good wrestler for that time, wrestling for that. Um, anyways, so Cena was the first one that came out on this to start this, and man had a great pop. Everybody loved Cena. Um, you know, he came out, uh, and it was cool. Uh, the next one. Ted DiBiase Jr. came out. Yeah, and these first four that we name off, they all go into the pods. The first four people go in and get locked into these pods that are behind the corner. And then every five minutes, one randomly, quote, let me air quote, gets yeah. randomly selected to enter back into the match. And then you got Randy Orton. So let me go back. I'm sorry. So when we during this in 2010, this was Cena's third Elimination Chamber yeah, match. Yeah, they had had, this was, I think, a total of, I think this was the This sixth, is the sixth one, correct. The sixth. Because um, I remember them saying, actually, specifically in a later match, that, uh, that the second match that Jericho was in, that this was actually his sixth Elimination Chamber, and he had been in every single one correct. to that point. And then this was Ted Biasi Jr.'s, this was his first one, mm -hmm. and he was still with a faction of Legacy, mm -hmm. which was Randy... Ted DiBiase and Cody. Underused faction. Dude. Oh, shoot. Totally underused. Um, Randy's, I, I didn't hear the one. I, I don't know if it was his first one or second one on this one. Anyways, Randy Orton, Triple H. Um, this was his, uh, this was his fourth out of five matches. So he was in four of them and he won Four of them, I think. Triple H? I think yeah. he had won three, but I'm not sure. You might be right. I won't argue with you. Four on that one. And then uh, you had Kofi, which is his first one. So the, the the four that started in the pods, Cena, Ted DiBiase, Randy, Triple H, they're all in the pods. Then also Kofi comes out. Now, did you know that Kofi was supposed to be in the prior year one, 
but he got jumped by somebody. Did not. And I and I didn't I didn't really do my homework on that one. Who jumped him? But he like got, in real life or uh, no? It was part of the okay. storyline. He got jumped and didn't participate in the prior uh, elimination you know, when chamber. I, when I start looking at this lineup, I start looking at it and go, okay, I get it. Cena's a fan favorite. Triple H is like a favorite to win. Sheamus is the champ. Those those three. Yeah. You got the hometown hometown kid, and then you got. The jobber, Ted B. DiBiase, who you know is going to lose. And then you got Kofi Kingston for high spots. Correct. Like, oh, wow. Okay, I get it. I yeah. get what they're doing here. So you kind of start narrowing it down. Yeah. And then I, the last one, of course, was Sheamus that came in. Uh, had a good pop. Had a decent pop. I mean, people, I don't think, hated him as champion or didn't really think anything else. But I think they were still know. trying to figure him out. I think they were um, trying to figure him out. He's a, he's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. He's a good wrestler. Um, he's got a good thing going on. I think he's kind of dwindled throughout the days, but I think that he really came out strong. He really got a huge push, and he was believable as champion at that point. Yeah. So uh, Kofi and Sheamus started the match. Um, they lasted five minutes, and the next competitor that came out um, was Triple H. Triple H came out, um, st- and, and they do the an- anticipation where they have like lights flashing yes. on all four of the competitors it's like who's next who's yeah, it goes next like, deet, deet, yeah deet, and deet, each deet, time deet, it does a deet, it flashes on a different pod and then deet, and then deet, and then a buzzer deet, deet. and then all of a sudden the the who comes out they they do it from like a top view and then all of a sudden you see who comes out the first time this one was triple h he was slow to get in the yeah, ring triple h i remember the shot of him uh, as soon as they said it was him he just looked at the camera like the shot of the camera was from like across the ring over like Seamus's shoulder and he just smiled like I got your ass. Like yeah. that's the look he was giving him. I was like, oh shit. He's ready to play the game. Yeah. He comes in and starts kicking ass. He was really slow to get in, but you know, Triple H was known to saying that the chamber uh, the elimination chamber was a chamber of horrors. Yeah. Because you, you don't walk out how you came in. Yep. I mean it's it just it changes you when you walk out. You're a different type of guy because you handle that stuff. Uh, you know, Triple H came in and, and did his business from hitting Sheamus, hitting Kofi, you know, doing different things, going back and forth, blah, 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 blah. And then these guys who comes in next after five, and of course, five minutes pass by. Who comes in next? Hometown hero, hometown boy, Randy Orton. Dude, and Randy Orton came running in. He, well, I remember watching this and we know Triple, it was a total opposite. Triple H you're coming in. He's like, all right, I'm coming in. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to open the my pod. I'm going to come out. Randy Orton, because they kind of dim the lights when yeah. they start flashing lights. Before the lights were even back on, he was in the ring beating up. He was kicking ass. And yep. he just started kicking ass, kicking ass, kicking ass on everyone, kicking ass on, on um, Triple H, kicking ass on Sheamus, kicking ass on, on everybody, on, on everybody in the ring. And uh, throwing people... People were going to the steel on the outside. Oh, yeah. He was trying to RKO. You know, he didn't get to RKO anybody at that point. But, man, he was just basically stomping mud holes in everyone's ass and walking them dry. That's basically what he was and, doing. And each guy at the time is, is, you know, getting to hit everybody, blah, blah, blah. I know there was one point where Kofi even takes down all three of the guys. Yeah. He did a move. Bam, bam, bam. You know, Kofi does a move and gets all three guys down. He's getting pumped. Uh, it's exciting, man. I mean, you're like, heck yeah. The next thing you know, five minutes pass by. Who comes in next? Ted DiBiase Jr. Ted DiBiase. This, now, this was really interesting because, as you had said before, they were in the same faction, him and, and Randy Orton and Legacy. 
And Ted DiBiase came in and he started whooping ass. I mean, as soon as any new guy comes in, everybody's obviously tired. They start whooping ass, whooping ass, whooping ass. What's going to happen when he gets to Randy? Whooping ass, whooping ass, whooping ass. He goes to Randy, who's beaten in the corner, extends his hand like, hey, me and you, let's let's legacy this yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's do and it. Let's, and we're going to be together. Let's eliminate some people and... If it comes down to me and you in the end, it comes down to me and you in the end, and we'll find out who's the better wrestler. Exactly. And I love that because you know it's like, yeah, this is going to last like two <laughs> minutes because you know someone's <laughs> going to turn on the other one eventually. Exactly. And if you don't know, Ted Viasi Jr. is the third generation uh, superstar on that one. But yeah. yes, that did happen where these guys just... And that's what that legacy, sorry to interrupt you, that legacy faction was Cody Rhodes, who's yeah. Dusty Rhodes' son. yeah. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., obviously, Ted DiBiase's son, Ted B- the Million Dollar Man, and Randy Orton is Cowboy Bob Orton's son. So they were all, like, sons of... Some of them were third generation, but they were all sons of wrestlers that we watched during the 70s exactly. and 80s. Exactly. Um, let's see what that... Um, you know, um, Ted DiBiase, Ra- Randy and... Uh, and Ted were, you know, attacking Triple H, doing this, doing that one. And you're right. And then the next one, was that the last of the guys? Yeah. Uh, last of the guys. You know, they, they, you know, the funny thing about that with uh, Ted and um, Randy, they started to fool around with uh, Kofi where they started to stretch some of the, the, oh, yeah, uh, the see, chains. And then they put, Kofi's, they, kept, they put Kofi's head through it. And then Ted kind of did like a, a Boston crab or like a, 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 yep. a, a, a of that. And they started to stretch him, hoping he would tap out or do something. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how the hell is he surviving on that one? His ass. They were just kicking his ass. And, doing and that. Uh, but did you already say Cena came in? Not yet. I, I was going to come up because that, that I was remember the next. The, he's next, right? In? Yeah. So they were kicking Kofi's ass, uh, all that. And uh, Cena was the only one left. And, and, and they're legacying up everybody. And then they go over by Cena's pod, pod. and they just stand. They're yeah, like, yeah, oh, the, count, they, the countdown they start the is countdown. on. And they're just standing outside of it. And Cena's like, oh, what am I going to do? And then the crowd starts cheering. He goes, all right, I'm going to fucking take you guys out. Like, that just looks <laughs> like I'm going to fist up on you. And yeah. the pod opens, and here he comes busting out. <laughs> starts busting out. He busts out T- Teddy Biasa's ass. He he beats up uh, Orton. Uh, Orton. They get in the ring. He he, you know, does his flying shoulder, flying shoulder, flying shoulder, back bo- or the body uh, side suplex kind of move he used to do. Five knuckle shuffle. Yeah, it, you know what? Uh, Cena does come out swinging, and the crowd went wild. They loved man. it. They loved it. Yeah. So a few minutes passed by. So now all all six competitors are in the ring. All six. All six. And a few minutes passed by. Then all of a sudden, you see uh, Cody come out. Yep. And then. Throws and it has a lead pipe in it. Throws it in. Ted DiBiase picks it up, and then Randy has Triple H. Nope. Cena. Cena, sorry. Cena has Orton up to give him the fu. Got it. And then all of a sudden, you you see Ted swing and hit Randy Orton on accident. <laughs> he goes to hit Cena. And Cena yeah, I turns know. and he hits Orton. And that's it. And then. What does he do? And then you know, Cena drops to the floor, and what does he have a chance? And then, he looks and then, at he then, looks at Randy. But then Orton also hits Cena with the lead pipe. He hits him in the body somewhere, so Cena falls. But now they're both laid out. And then what does Ted DiBiase do? Pins Randy Orton, the hometown boy, his teammate, first eliminated. First eliminated. It was kind of I did not see that coming. I did not. 
see that coming. I want to say I did, but I thought it would be Randy over Ted. But you know what? I guess if you're really not going to be the winner of the match, does it matter really when you get eliminated? No. Okay. No. So Orton goes out. Orton goes out. Uh, more fighting happens. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. More fighting happens. Um, Kofi does a couple of hits, and then you know he takes out Ted DiBiase. But uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, let's see. So he covers Randy. Uh, Sheamus comes out and starts to fling around with Kofi. Um, gives him the high cross. Gives him the high cross. That's right. So how long in 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 real time? That was like two minutes. Yeah, two to and, three minutes. And, that, just, and, and, and this it? and this is what I've been waiting for right now. This is my gripe with this kind of match. It's like it goes and goes and goes, and then all of a sudden, eliminate, 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 and it's like, okay, like that was it. You think like, too? Like, you you yeah. think too fast that these guys? Well, I think that you know an average match is like probably I would guarantee you, dude. A long match is over ten minutes, right? You go, oh my god, dude, these guys went over ten minutes. Going like 15, 20 minutes. So an average match. So these guys are in there for like 30, 40 minutes. So if the first two guys are in there for five, yeah. why is no one eliminated after like 15 minutes? Is and then they go one, two, three. I, that's a gripe I really have with this kind of match is, um, especially when it comes to the end of this match, is that it's just too fast. It's too fast. I just I just don't like and I have the same gripe with the Royal Rumble. So the next one that comes out is uh Which she- we need to talk about the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Later date. Uh Sheamus takes out Kofi. And then who's left in the ring? Sheamus, Triple H, John Cena. You know, three powerhouses coming out and they're doing their own they're doing their stuff. Same thing. Flipping, uh hitting, kicking, doing everything mm-hmm. they can do to take each other out. Uh, let's see. I know Sheamus is going hard on, uh, uh, Cena and Cena, uh, Cena gets him, but then he turns around and Triple H just gives him pedigree. That's yeah. Right. Oh, that was it. That was it. And then Triple H Eliminate takes Sheamus that, eliminates Sheamus. And then they are like, new champion, new champion, new champion's going to happen. And then all of a sudden Cena jumps on him and puts him in the STFU and it's like, Dude, I just saw three people eliminated in like five minutes. Now, this that's the end of the match. This is going to be the end. Yeah. So he puts him in the STFU after about 30 seconds, 40 seconds. He taps. Yeah. And the, well, well, before that, so you're right. Cena puts him in the FTU and the crowd goes wild. You know, it was like Cena and, and Triple H is kind of like he was riding a wild bull. I mean, you know, like a bull ride, dude. He was, Triple H was, you know, trying to break out of that, uh, um, uh, of the, was it? The, the the hold, you know, and then anyways, uh, it turns out Triple H decide Triple H does give up, and he taps out, and they declare John Cena the winner of the Elimination Chamber as new champion. And then the crowd wild. Cena barely can't even stand. He's on his knees, just like. Oh my God! What did I just go through? Oh my God! I won. He, then the, the the announcers are. He's going to WrestleMania. He's going to WrestleMania. Michael, Michael Cole is all crazy. He's going to WrestleMania, and who walks out? And then then they start. Then they lift the chamber up. Who comes out? Mister McMahon. No chance. No chance in hell. 
No chance. That was a horrible rendition <laughs> of his music. Well, it's because it had a few beers. I don't want to try it. Should I try it? No yes. chance. No chance in hell. No, there's no. That's the music. I do the all the. I'm like that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> anyway, the crowd's going wild. Cena now hits eight-time champ, John Cena. McMahon comes out, says, John Cena, you're on your way to WrestleMania. But in the sense, if, if, and the big if, you can beat this competitor now. And who comes out? Dave Batista yeah. comes out. Walks out calm and cool. Cena's still on his knees. He's like, oh, shit. And then, you know, they, the the he, referee he, comes out. Yep. And and I remember Cena being, he was all Wongo. He was just like, act, he started hoking up a little bit, you know, a little bit more than he was before, like right when the match ended. And that's the thing about Cena. Okay. I get the story. I get the storyline, how wrestling is and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, dude, you okay, you won the match and you looked fine a second ago, but now you're going to act like you can't even barely stand. And so that kind of was like, honestly, as a fan, made like pissed me off. Like, okay, stop, dude. You're just as fine a second ago. I get, obviously, the way you're acting now, you're really kind of telling me what's about to happen. <laughs> okay, so stop. But, you like, know, I get, dude, John Cena is Cena- the hokiest <laughs> motherfucker I've ever seen rest. Okay, well, did you watch that Elimination Chamber match? Yes, I saw okay. it. When he first came out and he was beating people up, and then the first time anything happened to him, remember when Triple H back body dropped him onto the steel out on the outside? Did he land like a fucking pillow? Yes no. or no? And did actually Michael Cole say, Michael Cole said, ooh, good thing uh, John Cena landed lightly. <laughs> dude, Cena was dude, he broken is- and beaten at that dude. time, dude. He was Stupid. 45 minutes passed by from the elimination chamber as it started. 45 yeah, minutes. Actu- actually, actually, the match was only... <clears throat> 45 minutes. 30 minutes and 30 seconds because it took him fucking 15 minutes to get everyone into the ring from the beginning of the pay-per-view. So Michael that- Cole did say 45 minutes, but it took him 15. So stop. I actually... Looked at the time, and then I actually here's a funny thing. I actually researched the time of the match, and then I actually heard him in the match say, "Cena just went through 45 minutes." I'm like, "No, actually, we'll look from it start up. to it's, finish, or once you hear Cena music, the time starts 45 minutes." I thought it was when the bell rings. No. So you're telling me all those records of pinfalls don't mean anything? Yeah, record pinfall means okay, something. Here, here. Oh God! I Fine. Okay. Th- oh, 35 so minutes? Okay. Now, 35 minutes. Still, 35 minutes. Let's see you do 35 minutes of exercise and then defend your championship. Right. Okay. I defend my title every day. Every day. And you win. Every day. All right, fine. Anyways, this is a show. This is entertainment. And this is what we John do. John Cena cannot get up. Here comes Dave Bautista down to the ring. And everybody Cena like, starts off. Cena, yeah. Um, Cena can barely stand or is playing like he could barely stand. And then what does he do? He charges Batista, hits him, socks him in the face. Socks him in the face. And then what does Dave do? Wait a second, counts one, two, three, and then all of a sudden turns around, hits him. Spear. Spear, covers Spear. him. One, 
two, three. The match is done. New champion. Spear gives him the spear, gives him the Batista bomb, then pins him. But yes, one, two, three. It's over. The Batista title. all fresh and now has a belt. Thanks to Mr. McMahon. That was his muscle back then. That was his muscle. Yeah. So then we go on to the. So actually, I guess technically, that's a third match. If you count the dark match. So you get the dark match, which was Christian beat Ezekiel Jackson. Then John Cena beat everyone's else. He beat everyone else in the Elimination Chamber. Batista beat Cena. Next match, a young, young, young chosen one. Yes, Drew McIntyre. I lo- okay. I love <laughs> Drew McIntyre. I, do I, too. I loved him since the first time he came into the WWF. I was like, he has everything. He's a good-looking guy. He's got a good-looking physique. He's got something that's uh, unique, which was his accent. He had he had that intangible X factor. He was a great wrestler, and I don't know what the what fuck was missing happened. though. What was missing though? Back then, aggressiveness, I guess. Aggress- you know, I, I agree with less aggression. I I can't tell you. What was missing between Drew we have now and the Drew that was probably back about, then? Probably don't about say 30, facial hair. Probably about 35 pounds. 35 pounds. Okay, so, you know. He's he huge w- now. He was, yes. But, I mean, back then he still looked like a, a guy that was. Your microphone's about to fall off right there. Don't tell me what's going on. I'm all fired up, man. Drew, Mac- Drew McIntyre. Okay? All right. So, Drew McIntyre comes out. And who does he face? Kane. Kane. Oh, my God. Now, did you know that every competitor on the Elimination Chamber was, they had to qualify to get to the chamber? Yes. So it turns out that Kane was going to wrestle. Who was he wrestling? I can find out for you. I, I want to say Jericho. Right he was going to wrestle somebody, and he got a, he didn't win the match because of Drew McIntyre stepping in. And then, so that brought, that's why the reason Kane decided to go after Drew McIntyre for this. And I, and I was actually, I see title. Um, I forgot because I've always, I've always not been a big fan of Kane as a wrestler. But when I watch this match, I actually give it more credit than a lot of what I Googled about it said. I actually thought it was an okay, an okay match. Sure. A lot of people have said, and I always judge my judgment. I watch it. I make my own interpretation of it. Then I read what other people said because maybe they see things I don't. You know, people I respect, you know, especially got to read like Dave Meltzer. He's like the pinnacle of what matches are. He's a piece of shit. So I always read what he says. Okay, whatever you want to see or say. And But I disagreed with pretty much what everybody everybody said. This was not a good match. I was like, actually, I was really... I thought this actually reminded me of how good... Kane is as a wrestler. I thought the storyline of the match was really good. Yes. And I thought that even though McIntyre was the champ, I thought he was an underdog the whole match until he, you know, obviously beat Kane. Um, and I, I thought it was, it was really good. I thought it was a really good match. It was entertaining the whole way through. Yeah, definitely entertaining. You thought if you, I'm a McIntyre fan, so I thought my guy was going to lose the whole time until he won at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Excuse me. Definitely good, dude. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Um, Kane has always been one of my favorite characters. Excuse me. How oh, these birds are good. Um, Kane has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I like him. He does have a certain style. Everybody complains that Cena always does the same you know, ten moves. 
Kane is kind of the same way, but I yeah, do a, love. But he didn't it. come. He didn't do all the same moves in this match. He no, no, did, no, no, no. There was some stuff. He, would, I mean, he did his moves, but there was a lot of stuff that he did that wasn't ordinary for him. And I'm not saying it was out of the ordinary. I'm just said it was complimentary, I guess. Correct. And and it was actually a pretty good match. And I think that. I mean, the fact it was only 10 minutes might have been the fact of why people didn't like it as much, but I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so moving on to the next match, which we're going to talk about really quick, uh, women's match. Okay, um, now on to the next match after that. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. All right, so Gail Kim. Uh, who's a, who's really good. Yeah. And I don't understand what I, – I think Vince McMahon has a bone to pick with anybody that did not – so we got our main federations, right? We got WWF, WCW, AEW, TNT. Basically, those are the big the big ones of all time. Like the big four, maybe yes. NWA, WCW, whatever. If you didn't make it big in his federation, it like he holds a grudge against you to like, I'm going to bury you. And Gail Kim was one of the great, fe- great, great. I'm not misusing this words. great female wrestlers because you know how I feel about female wrestling. Yeah, Chris is not a big fan of female wrestling. She was one of the great female wrestlers that pro- that got the most misused by him. Correct. She should have been champ. She should have been whooped. She was basically what he thinks, America, what he thinks Charlotte Flair is because Charlotte Flair is garbage. She is wow. Not, she is not that good. Okay. She is not. Gail Kim is what Charlotte Flair was 10 years ago. Okay. Or what right, they think right. she is. She, she, she's not that good. All right. So um, Gail Kim, Maurice, were supposed to have a uh, match for the Divas champion or who to be the number one contender. All of a sudden, Vicky Guerrero comes out and says, hey, we heard that you guys were talking shit about. Did she say excuse me? <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. You're like, oh my god, when you hear that, it's so so screeching of the ears. Like, How Grr. much? I mean, let's but, g- can we give credit where credit's due for a second? Yes, the untimely passing of Eddie Guerrero. Vince Correct. McMahon did a great thing with saying, like, with, with employing his wife after he died in an unfortunate death. And I don't know if she was under contract, but that was whether or not he had to or not, it was awesome. I I, I think he and dude did he not make the most of her dude she, yeah she, yeah you well, hated her didn't well, you exactly what well, she was with Edge yeah like dude, who hated yeah, her yeah, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> oh well, you're right so he kept her around uh, Vicky Greer came out oh you're in charge of divas you're doing this you're doing that okay so we had that so she comes out and goes you know I'm gonna f- have you two pair up and now you're gonna face. Um, uh, Michelle McCool and Layla, uh, Lacool, Lacool, Lay Team Lacool. Yeah, and uh, then it, now it was instead Gail of a Cam and Maurice. Instead yeah. of a tag match, it's it, I mean instead of a singles match, it's a tag match. Terrible. Yeah, you know why? I, you know what? And uh, who was it? Layla was part of the Tough Enough group, mm-hmm. so she came out of it. So she was, uh, um, homebred or, or you know, um, that and Maurice. You know what? She had a lot of work to do. Gail Kim was on point, and Michelle, I think, was I don't know at her best, or she was pretty good at the time. Yeah, you know? I I really think, I think that yeah, I could probably um, uh, Michelle McCool and Gail Kim are probably the two best wrestlers in that match. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Gail Kim obviously far superior over any of them. Oh, correct. Uh, waste of time. Yeah. Um, filler. Yeah. How filler. long was that match? <laughs> you can tell a filler match by the time. Yeah, I think we talked about the three match minutes and thirty two seconds. More about uh, I think we talked more than the match was. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna end with end that. So next thing you know, William Regal comes out, starts talking. Then you have Edge, who just won the Royal Rumble, and said, "Hey, I'm gonna face either the Raw for the heavyweight champion or for the for the the next champion of the, here's the winner." An, here's of this. An, here's an idea for you, Edge. You got Edge. We played Triple H's music earlier. You got Stone Cold, obviously amazing. We need to do an episode about best entrance music because Edge has got to be... Son of a gun, Edge. On this day, I see clearly. Oh my, best entrance music of all time or what? Oh yeah, dude. That was good. I even loved it when him and Jericho did a matchup, did a mashup, and they kind of did combination of both their entrance music and had that dude yeah there's edge edge whenever that music comes out man even that it's it's so good that's uh if you guys ever want to see edges or hear edges music is on alter bridges first album so good it's great 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 all right so that metalingus yeah that happened real fast so next next one comes up was um the miz who was the uh u.s champion and we had M- MVP who challenged them for that. That was a good match, man. Yeah, I'll that, tell you. that's when they had the Miz show, right? Yeah. Was that the Miz show? So he came out with the, with the with Big Show. Yeah, he came out with Big Show, and they won the the tag titles. So that, I guess they won the unified tag titles. I guess they did it with the titles from WCW. I don't know, but the, Miz had like seven titles on his shoulders. <laughs> like, how did he look like a Big Mac? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, dude. I mean, him and Show came out. Um, and then you had MVP and MVP you, with Mark Henry. Mark Henry. I'm gonna tell you this. I was thoroughly impressed by this match. I thought it, it was gonna be trash as well. Uh, yes. And I was like, because I don't like MVP or the Miz. I don't like uh, either of them. Wow. Oh, really? And I love I, uh, uh, the Miz. Kind of grew on me. So when he was champion or he was headlining um, WrestleMania, not interested. I think more of his talking and him making me hate him made me love him. And that's I happened over that. the years. I definitely that grew, can see that. That grew on me. So every time I see, but, in, but not in two thousand in two thousand ten. I can't remember Greg at two thousand ten at that time you, thinking dude, about that. This match, I was so surprised by this match. I was thinking it was going to be a dud. Correct. I was thinking it was going to be non-interest, and I was actually thoroughly impressed by the Miz. I was thoroughly impressed. By yes. MVP, especially by MVP, I was expecting not. I just thought it was going to be garbage, and wow, it was really good. Not the best. We're not talking a five star match, but no, we're talking, no, no, you know, no. we're, we're talking entertaining. We're, we're talking, talking entertaining. entertaining. We're talking like, oh Kept wow, me interested. Oh, okay. hitting their marks, going back and forth, oh. back and forth, back and yeah, forth, hitting good. this, hitting that, and then the ending show hits MVP, Miz, one, two, three. It ends, but. To be honest, I'm like Chris. It I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was like, all right, cool. That was good. It was fun. It was a it was a storyline piece. You yes, knew that it, it was definitely storyline. You knew that piece. it wasn't gonna. This wasn't an end of anything. There was, was a one more one more to consider. Yes. Yeah, next pay per view or on. WrestleMania. What's gonna happen next? Because Big Show, the big thing was you know punching people and uh, you know punch someone out. Let's go on to the next one. 
So the next match and All right, final so match of this pay-per-view is for the World Heavyweight Champion. This and is from SmackDown. These guys are from this SmackDown. This is SmackDown, and I will uh, tell you this straight off the bat. This was the best match on the card I, by far. You know what? I have to say I enjoyed, bo- for me, I enjoyed both elimination matches. But you're right on the entertainment value. I think you're right on this one. There's a, there's so many things that go into this and and, and so tell me ahead. who the tell me who the competitors are on this. Person. The competitors are in no specific order, no Damn specific it. order. Or do you want me to give you an enter order? Yes. Okay. Enter order. Art. Um, no. Uh, the first one that came in was Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Come on, man. I thought you said you did your homework. Oh my, copy and paste is wrong. Got it. It was uh, Ray Mysterio Junior. Junior, uh, John Morrison, okay, uh, Chris Jericho, yes, The Undertaker, and then the two that went head to head right off the bat. First, CM Punk came in because he came in with with uh, who was the guy and the girl? Uh, uh so straight edge society, straight edge society. And he came in, he was preaching, and then our truth came in and said, "What's up?" Yeah, no, what's up? Our truth cut him off. Yeah, he did, and started to do his rap. So you got so you got <laughs> Jericho, Undertaker, Morrison, Mysterio, and Pods. You got Chris, CM Punk preaching about straight edge means I'm better than you, and then here comes our truth saying, "What's up?" So I, I don't know if you and heard this. Is it just me, <laughs> or does our truth from the first day you ever saw him look the same today? Oh, looks the same. Like exactly, looks the same. You know what? He's one of those. He, he takes is, immaculate. I what's his diet, dude? I, he takes so good care of himself. <laughs> From from being in WCW, from being in TNA or Impact, from being WWE, WWF, he ha- he handled all three uh, federations. He looks good. He looked exactly the he same. He looks dude. exactly the same. He still looks good today. <laughs> and you know what? You can always count on him. Good. It's oh, you're not gonna uh, get a bad match. You, you get entertained with that. Yeah, yeah I have to. I Win, have to say, lose, it doesn't matter. But you're gonna you're gonna get entertaining yeah. match. So, uh, did you know that during this uh, on yes, SmackDown, I, I know exactly what you're gonna say. But go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, Jericho put himself out there and guaranteed he was gonna win this match, and that surprised me. I was like, "Damn, Jericho, you're that bold and say you're gonna win this match." The thing about Jericho at this point is, Kurt, he didn't look like Jericho, and I was when I watched him as much like. He ain't looking so slim, bro. <laughs> okay. You know, he's got a little bulbous to him. Uh-huh. You know, is this one, and I can't remember, is this the time, is this about the time when he came, remember when he came out with his big leather jacket and did the loops around the ring and didn't say anything and left? Was this the same time? I'm going to say no, because I don't remember that. Anyways. Anyways. So we had uh, R-Truth and CM Punk. Yeah. Can, uh, can I say something about R yeah, before you go? Undertaker came out and he was the what the fourth person? Well, one, two, I can tell you three, the whole, four. I, okay. Undertaker was the fourth person to come out on in the pods, right? He was now, the last pod person. Are you talking okay. about the pyro? N- not just that, but did you know that this was the first time Undertaker didn't do his slow walk all the way to the uh, ring, and he kind of took his jacket off, threw it, and kind of. Ran or you know did a quick step to get inside the ring. Do you know why? Uh, no, tell me why. I'm gonna tell you why. So I didn't know anything about this. Okay. And even when I watched 
the pay-per-view, I knew nothing about this because I just didn't notice it. But, of course, doing my research that I do, I could deep, deep dig. There was a pyrotechnic technician. Pyrotechnician? There we go. Um, And Undertaker was really didn't like the way he had the pyrotechnic set up. And I've actually replayed this, and I replayed it for my wife and my daughter today. And Undertaker was really upset about the way he had set stuff set up, and he reassured the Undertaker, oh, everything will be okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Undertaker was supposed to go out to the entranceway in, like, short sleeve kind of thing, and in the last second he put on that big, long trench coat. And if you watch it, they've edited it since then. Right when he gets to the middle, you see a pyro flame come right up the middle. And he suffered first and second degree burns on his way to the ring. And when they they show the ring, and when they cut back to him, that's when he's running out. And he throws his jacket off. They said something, his jacket caught on fire too, right? Yes, his jacket caught on fire. And the whole time, if you notice during the match, he's always wet because they kept giving him bottles of water to pour on himself because he had second and first degree burns on his. his, uh, It was just on his chest and neck. It wasn't all over his body. I mean, I don't want to act like it's not a big deal. No. Yeah, and so I I was like, wow, that explains a lot of shit. I I didn't see the water, but I do remember on my homework also, I read up upon that where they said the pyrotechnics happened and he got – uh, uh, it looked like a bad yeah, sunburn. Next time you guys, anybody watches that, you can you can see the flames are boom, 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 like flames are going up on that stage. Do it one where, more time. Where they? Okay, good. Where they? <laughs> where they are coming out of the entranceway, and one comes up in the middle right when he's there, and then the next thing they shoot to the ring, then they come back to him, and he's running down the. Okay, cool. But anyway, so and then, goes, and then and then he goes straight to the pod, like straight, bam, to, the straight pod. to the pod. They close it, they lock it, and then you said CM Punk comes out with the straightest society, and he's fucking rambling. You guys, you four are addicted to painkillers and alcohol and blah 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 blah. What's I up? You all. What's up? <laughs> exactly. What's up? That was so What's cool. I, I was so happy. Our truth came out and cut him off and said, you know, dun, 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 dun. what's up? Dun, 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 dun. What's up? Like that kind of stuff. That yeah. was cool. And that started the match off where, you know, that yeah, kind of the, stuff. So they were the Our truth was great, man. They were the last two, so they started going at it. Cool, man. Uh and then you know, CM Punk was cocky as hell. Our uh, truth came out and did his best. I think he didn't. This, and this last. was this was pre, I guess, as much as I had pre pipe bomb. Yeah, this sure. Was, uh, when he had long is... hair and stuff, I did. I don't want to get into the whole CM Punk thing yet. But yeah. go ahead. Okay. But yeah. This is but this is before. But that's fine. Yeah. Even before he changed this is before he, he was the best in the world. Yeah. This is uh, before cult of personality because yeah. I was like he was still doing. I think it was my enemy from Kill Switch Engaged. Mm-hmm. He was coming to that, and I go, "Oh shit!" I remember seeing Punk at that. Came out, and you know the music hits, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then you know before Cult of Personality, you're right. So you're right. It was probably before Pipe Bomb um, came out and did his business, and you know, of course he was still great on the mic. Yeah, you know, talking, 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 blah blah blah. Anyways, they goes the match. Our Truth gives him the best. You know, it looks like Our Truth is is actually handling him as much as he could. You know. What, our truth, and you know, sometimes wrestlers don't get what they should get. Our truth probably should have gotten a little more, but go ahead. Our truth gets eliminated. Go to sleep. The GTS from uh, yeah, CM that was Punk. it, man. CM Punk did him in a GTS, not in that kind of match, but our truth probably in his career should have 
he uh, should have probably, you know, I think he was a good enough wrestler to at least hold, you know, I got to go back. I don't know. I don't know. He he may have held the U.S. or yeah. Intercontinental. I know he had like the 24 probably at some point. I think time, McMahon but. did it just for him on that 24-7 champ. Anyways, getting back to the match. Um, I get on my side tangent. Sorry. <laughs> CM Punk was called, also called the Pastor of Puritality. Wait a minute. Pastor of I love the purity. fact when he eliminated uh, R-Truth, he grabs the mic. Yeah. He's the lady. And he says, what's up, The Undertaker? I can't wait for you to get in here because I'm going to make you submit like I did before. And he goes up to Morris and saying, your rock star uh, yeah. lifestyle, lifestyle is going to prove that you're wrong and how I'm straight edge means I'm better than you. Right? Put, put your hand. Feel free to put your hand on the television and feel CM Punk run through you. Now, if anybody knows that I'm better than you, who says that? Who does? Oh, uh, do you a AEW? No. AEW. Oh, uh, um, there's a, a wrestler, uh, Maxwell J. Freeman, and uh, does that says I'm better than you, and th- there's in his style he's wrestling CM Punk or has a feud with him, and they show this little kid with CM Punk, and uh, you know like when you meet, you know your heroes and stuff like that. So I was a kid and I thought CM Punk was the best, but. You know his his catchphrase is "I'm better than you." So there's a CM Punk meeting the guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually it's actually pretty good now that I I saw it and, th- and that was one of the things. Remember, I'm telling you, I'm watching it and I'm laughing, I'm giggling, and all these emotions of all these wrestlers come up to me, and I'm like, oh my god, he said that, and I'm I laughed and I go, that's where he got it. I'm better than you. I go, oh, okay, cool. You know, go on from there. Um, the match goes on. Um, I think who comes out next? Morrison comes out next. And, you know, Morrison's... Morrison may have given the best show in the whole match. He had a lot of high spots. He did his... You know, what was that move? That, what did he call it when he did that little uh, splits off the ropes? He did that a couple of times. He did He did a bunch of moves. Dude, Morrison actually put on a good show in that match. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, he did good. He probably put on the out of all the competitors in that match, probably was right up there with. I th- I think he put on a good match, even though he was not a star. Oh yeah, he yet. was not a star. He I don't even yeah I think he had been Intercontinental Champion at that time before. Actually, I remember Michael Cole saying in that match at that time in 2010. Okay, let's 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 talk about who's in this. Undertaker. Yes. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. John Morrison. CM, CM Punk. Punk our truth, truth, Jericho. Jericho. At that time, those six wrestlers, seventy-seven titles, yes, had been held. I'm sure you, because you watched it as much as I did. Yeah. Michael Cole said seventy-seven titles in 2010. So probably at the point we're watching it now, probably double that. Probably yeah. 150 titles have been held between those people. We're talking about some of the greatest wrestlers ever. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of wrestlers. I mean, you can look at like someone like John Morrison. In his era, was he the best? No. Was he entertaining? Yes. Did he wrestle around a couple of federations? Yes. Did he held titles? Yes, he did. You know why? Because he was good. Yes. He was consistent. He was always there, reliable, good show, and a good wrestler. Yeah. And those are the ingredients you need. And he could talk. Yeah. And he could wrestle. Yeah, and he was and a good-looking guy too. So good-looking guy, are, good are, physique, good-looking yeah. guy, and you know those are the things you need because you can be all these things, but if you're missing one or two of those, if you can, if, can I rely on you? 
No. No. Can you talk? No. Can you do this? No. Can you do But, and you know, we're going to give you some titles. Yeah. And uh, not give them, but you've earned them because of, of your reputation and your ethic. And the Correct. Way you've done things. And, uh, yeah. I don't know why I went on that side tangent. but It's all right, because you like Morrison, man. You want to talk about him. Anyways, back to the match. Who comes out next? Ray Mysterio Jr. Comes out swinging, man. Comes out swinging, goes straight after CM, CM Punk. Um, so there he is matching. He, so he's swinging, doing stuff, hits, trying to do the uh, uh, 619 on Punk and Morrison. Oh, yep. You know what I mean? The, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Man, these guys are good, man. They're not fooling around. We're, that's a, that's what I love about this match is I thought this had su- – I was surprised because I saw the wrestlers in the first one, and I was so disappointed by how almost hokey it was, where this one was fluid, and it was like water. Like it just seemed to flow right. Now, did you like it better that the guys got out of the uh, still in the pods, and some of them being eliminated, while well, having them all six together and eliminating each other one by one? I think the fact that they all got in there at once, and then it was eliminate, 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 and pissed then it was you last off. Two, and I like the way that this one went. Where CM Punk got eliminated, or no? I'm sorry. Uh, our truth got eliminated, and CM Punk got a minute. You know, I liked that. I it's just like the Royal Rumble, where you have all these competitors wrestling for so long, and then all of a sudden, the last two guys are there, and it lasts like one minute. Yeah, it's like that was stupid. It's like I just I just watched like sixty minutes of wrestling to watch one person get eliminated in less than a minute. No, I need to, I need to see the last two guys. These are the supposed to be the yeah. best two. Yeah, let's let's see them go yeah. at it. So what I liked about going on, continuing with the match, is, you know, um, Cena, no, sorry, not Cena, um, Rey Mysterio and CM Punk were kind of going on the ropes, and it looked like Rey wanted to get on top of the pod. On top of the pod. To do like a, a move or something, but, you know, CM Punk held them to pulling him down, and then they're trying to switch him back, or he was trying to do the GTS on him, kind of messed him up, didn't do that, exactly, yeah, and then all of a sudden, then he, then he, Kick, then Rey Mysterio kicked CM Punk, knocked him down. Um, he fell into the ring. Uh, Rey Mysterio got able to do the, a splash on him. Bam! One, two, three. Punk's out the door. Punk Crowd goes wild. You know, this fucker is talking too much shit. He's out the door. The next thing you know, you got... Uh, who was it comes next? I think Jericho was the one that they got next. Jericho came in. So who's left? So we got Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio Morrison... Jericho, Jericho Undertaker still in the Undertaker pod. still in the pod. So Jericho comes out. Jericho comes out and does you know whatever Jericho does. Comes starts swinging and hitting and doing his moves and and, and and different items like that. Let's see. So at the time, Jericho was five time world champion, nine time IC champion. You know, um, and Jericho could match Rey Mysterio's lucha background. You know, because I've said it. I said it before. Jericho is. It's hard for me to say, but he may be the best wrestler I've ever seen. I love Bret Hart. I think he's. I think Bret Hart's the best. But Jericho can wrestle in any way, form, shape, federation, territory, style, crowd, ring size. Doesn't matter. Jericho can adapt to everything, and he says that in his documentaries. Like, he he equates himself to like a, a 
Like if you're building something from clay, I'm slapping some clay. I'm gonna mold myself like this. I'm gonna slap myself on. I'm gonna mold myself like this. You listen. I mean, Corazon de Leon. He the when he was in Mexico. I mean, that's where yeah, he learned dude. lucha style. It's just great. Jericho is great. Sorry, side tension again. No, 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 no. I I agree with you, man. And then you know, on the match goes on. Um, I think was it Jericho had the uh, the the walls of Jericho on was it Rey Mysterio? Yep. And then, you know, it gets saved by the buzzard. And I think, you know, I don't know if we jumped the gun and thought Morrison was in earlier, but <laughs> it's us being excited. You know, it comes in, I think um, Morrison saves uh, Ray on that kind of stuff. Anyways, um, Morrison is able to pin Ray Mysterio. And then next thing you know, you got, uh, Ray, uh, you got Jericho, Morrison, and... Undertaker, Undertaker in the pod. comes in. Undertaker comes out, man, and then he's just ready to roll. I mean, he's yeah. the last one, you know, on that kind of stuff. And he's whooping ass. He's yeah, whooping ass. He's whooping ass. And I'm thinking to myself, huh? I'm ex- I would not expect Morrison to still be in there. I'm like, is it? And the things I love about these matches where the unpredictability is so high, like a Royal Rumble, an Elimination Chamber, anything like that is I love the fact that it gives an opportunity for whatever federation it is to take it in another direction. So I'm thinking, huh, there's a chance Morrison can actually win this. When oh, it gets that, when is it gets that what to, you're thinking? It, I mean, when it gets down to the last three, you're like, huh, you never know. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, think about in history, I mean, Stone Cold, I mean, The Rock, uh, Shawn Michaels winning three times. You can take these things, not necessarily a wrestler that's never been champ, but maybe someone that's going to be newly inserted into the championship that was there and left and came back. Yeah. And you never know what can happen. And I just love it. Like, these are just great opportunities. And I just I still don't think they take advantage of them as much as they should. I really don't. Yeah. So <clears throat> on the match... I think as soon as Taker comes out, I think uh, Jericho and, Re- and Taker start uh, wrestling, and then Jericho slaps Taker. Taker takes a step back, and next thing you know, they're wrestling, going crazy. You know, so now Taker, uh, um, Morrison, and Jericho are just going at it. I mean, these three guys are are just you know you got classic Taker, you know, coming in doing moves, hits. choke slam. I saw a choke slam. In yeah, there. choke slam. These guys, are, Taker's ready to destroy, man. You know, Morrison, definitely Morrison was no match for Taker. Morrison just did his best on, on whatever moves he could, you know, on this, you know. And then once in a while, <laughs> Chris, what was it, um, was hiding from Taker in the pods. Like he even tried to hide from them and kind of, you know, pull the, the pod that back. That was Jericho. <laughs> that was Jericho hiding from him. That was Jericho hiding in the corner. <laughs> and then Taker breaks in and starts beating up Jericho a little bit and blah, 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 blah. And then goes out and starts fooling around with Morrison. But, yeah. you know, Morrison's just just not able to handle him. And Jericho, after that, Jericho starts peeking out. And it looks like uh, Morrison gets a step on, on Taker. Jericho comes out for a second. And then all of a sudden, Undertaker, you know, takes a, a step up. And then Jericho goes right back into the pot. But, but let me ask you this. I'm energetic. Why not? Why not what? Why couldn't Morrison handle Undertaker? Um, I don't think that the, the, he... 
was at a caliber that could handle them. But why not? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Was was let me let me was, pre, let me precede by everything I'm going to say is like I am not the biggest. I'm not a pumper up. I'm not a. I don't think the Undertaker was everything he that everybody else thinks. He Bullshit, was. man. He definitely was. No. No. Yes. No. A ringleader, a destroyer, knew how to wrestle, knew how to handle, knew how to lead. Old. So what? Stop. Morrison, young, good looking, physique, wrestling moves all over the ring. The Undertaker at that point had three moves. I'll and his choke slam. One the, word. Tell me this. I'm going to tell you, everybody listening to this, go back in time. Undertaker has the weakest choke slam. He holds people and doesn't want to slam them down hard. Got it. Undertaker has the weakest choke slam in the history of choke slams. Okay. Now, were they still. In Does that. he have the greatest entrance of all time? Yes. Okay, but you know, let me finish. Does, what at the time did, were they worried about the guys because of the um, the choke slam? Were they doing that? So they do. Hey, we want to make sure you hit it, but you don't destroy these guys. Well, the giant was slamming people. Kane was too. Kane hit bigger choke slams. You're wrong. Taker was all that and a bag of chips. No, he was. No, he wasn't. He was. No, nope. he was. Nope. He was. Nope. I, I was. sorry, I I got disagree with you. I don't think Undertaker was he a leader? Yes. Was he uh one of the best guys that, I'm not saying he wasn't good. That's not what I'm saying. I, wasn't I know saying that. I'm trash. not saying you're not saying he's not good. I don't good. think that at that point he was the elite. Okay. I think it was time to pass okay. it on. He just kept hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. I think when they decided to they, they, when they decided, I think that this to... whole thing went on like five years too long. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll I'll give you that because I think that when Taker lost to Brock is when they started to do that shift. Should have gone on. It should have happened. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to. Well, when we talk about the end of this match, then I'll talk about more. Go ahead. All right. All right. Where was I in this match? All right. So, yeah, <laughs> Chris, Chris was still in the pod. Taker. Morrison are are happening. So Chris comes out. He finally gets there. So, anyways, let's see. Uh, oh, the crowd goes wild. They're starting to chance Undertaker, Undertaker, Undertaker. What happens next? Taker. Morrison gets eliminated. Yeah, Morrison gets eliminated, and it comes down to Jericho. Undertaker and Jericho. And Jericho is out of the ring right now, and he comes in and goes, looks up, and he see Taker's ready. He's like has his stands in the ring. Uh, He's about Jer- to fuck someone up. <laughs> Jericho finds a way to come in. And you know, Jer- Jericho's a very smart wrestler. So he knows, okay, if I do this, something's going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. Jericho comes in and finds the way to, you know, hit Taker with a few hits. Hit, you know, a couple uh-huh. of moves and doing something like that. I think the best thing that they happened with Taker and Jericho was when... Jericho had him, and he was going to give him, like, the walls of Jericho. But then Taker was able to switch it. Or yep. like he had his arm and switch it, and then he was going to do, like, a submission. They had that, like, dungeon submission hold. That, that was so had. cool because it kind of cool. went back and forth the, for a few minutes. Jericho went on the ropes, and he had to let him go. Not because he had to let him go, but he just had leverage. Yeah. Jericho used a, a superplex from the second rope on, on Taker. That was good stuff, man. Trying to get the walls going back and forth, uh, and then I think it, it turned out it looked like 
Taker was going to win on the submission, and Jericho was able to pull himself out of the ropes and onto, of course, steal uh, a cage shit, but at least take himself out. And as as this is going on, check this out, man. Like I said, Jericho was able to hit uh, Taker with a code breaker. And through all this is going on, uh, you know, uh, Taker's giving a sign like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him or do a choke stamp or do something. From the, the way the camera was set up, the uh, cage flips open. And who do we see? Sean fucking Maya Michaels comes Shawn out. Michaels comes out from under the ring, basically. Basically comes out, you know, uh, chin music to take her, takes him down. Chris Jericho, one, two, three, becomes champion and wins the Jericho fucking Jericho wins championship. And this is what I wanted to say. But I'm gonna keep on, you know. Sweet so, chin so, music. So Shawn Michaels gave him the sweet chin music, and Shawn Michaels said, "I wanted to do that because I wanted to guarantee that I would get a second match at WrestleMania. I wanted a rematch at the next WrestleMania, which Undertaker did grant him. Yeah. And I thought that was the time where, honestly, both of them should have been hanging it up because they were both <laughs> they were both in. I think that probably Shawn Michaels should have beat him the previous year. I think that would have been probably okay. the best thing that could have happened and then maybe had a rematch this year and Undertaker beat him to show like yeah you did beat me once but I beat you the next year kind of a thing to kind of redeem okay. himself but man Undertaker don't he was a he was at the end of his career and uh he wasn't at the end of his career at that time dude they weren't gonna let him go he could still wrestle oh, that's like football players saying like Brady should should he give up no, no, but but he maybe he wants to. Hey, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to get hit anymore. Well, did Taker did, still well, want to well, do hold it? Hold on a second. Did Brady? I mean, I can't remember last year when they won the Super Bowl, right? Was yeah. That did they predetermine that? No, but did they could they could predetermine if the Undertaker won a title, <laughs> right? So shut up. I'm not stupid. You're stupid. So yeah, they can they can have the Undertaker be the champion forever. They wanted to, but I just don't yes. think that he was at the top of his game at yes. that point, and I don't think that uh, he. I, I just the streak at that point. I think he should have lost it the year before to Shawn Michaels. Okay, actually, I wouldn't have been surprised if he lost it to, to Triple H before that, but he should have lost it to um to Shawn Michaels. Okay. the year before, and then this rematch should have been Undertaker winning and then retiring. That would have been probably the best thing that could have happened. In your mind. In my mind. Got in it. hindsight. Dude, and it's like, over. It's like, it became a streak. Like, you knew it was going to happen. It was going to happen. It was going to happen. And then when they lost, I think that the way he eventually lost it, I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay. So, uh, going back to the match, Jericho wins, walks out, and he looks like, oh, shit. I just won the match. Unbelievable. What they do is they just have Shawn Michaels. Taker's done. He's just lying there. Yeah, Shawn done. Michaels is just over him with like a look, just looking at him. I love it. Like, fuck you. Look. Disgust. And He's disgust. got a look of disgust on him. And that's how the match or the pay-per-view ends at the time and goes off the air. And then they come back for Monday night, the next night, and Jer and uh Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't see that. Okay. We're not talking about that today. Oh, okay. Go. So then they come back the next night, like I just said, and Shawn Michaels says that he did that on purpose 
to get the rematch with the Undertaker and the rest is history, although I already said how history should have been. <laughs> and I'm right. All right. And I'm right because this is, this is Big Talk with Chris and Greg, and Chris and Greg say how it is and how it should fucking be. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're wrestling fans. Yeah, we're wrestling fans, and All we right. live in a fantasy world, and sometimes, you know. Got it. Chris is wrong. Oh, Take we'll it. see. You know, I'm going to wear my Undertaker shirt next time I come. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Anyways, um, this is Big Talk with Christian Craig. See ya.